week. Uh, if I'm counting correctly, this will be the 18th time that I have shared uh, this on Christmas Eve. Uh, hasn't been every year. I had a couple of sabbaticals in there, and one year, much to everybody's chagrin, I skipped it, and you told me that I ruined Christmas, so I've never skipped it again. The, uh, but uh, I have shared this a uh, number of times and has become part of our tradition. It is called the Spirit of Christmas Presence. On Christmas morning, Jenny awoke to the smell of fresh homemade bread. For a moment, she did not know where she was. Her parents had to make an emergency visit to see her great aunt. So Jenny was spending Christmas morning with her best friend, Betsy McLean, and her family. Jenny looked over and saw Betsy was still fast asleep in the other bed. Wake up, Betsy. It's Christmas, and something smells really good. So they threw on their robes and ran downstairs. The rest of the McLeans, Betsy's parents, older brothers, younger sisters, and her grandpa Gil were already in the kitchen eating the fresh, hot Christmas bread. When the bread had all been eaten, Grandpa stood up and said a prayer, thanking God for this special day. And he concluded by saying, rejoice and be glad. The Son of God became a man so men could become sons of God. And everyone said amen. Jenny opened her eyes, but then quickly bowed her head again. All of the McLeans still had their heads bowed. Betsy grabbed Jenny's hand and gently pulled her over to join in the chain they were forming. Grandpa was in the front, weaving them through the kitchen and then into the living room, and he stopped in front of the fireplace where the stockings were hanging. When Jenny saw her stocking, she was a little disappointed. It didn't seem very full. Her disappointment grew as she reached her hand deeper and deeper into the stocking. Finally, down in the toe, she felt something something hard and oily. It was a lump of coal. Her eyes began to well up with tears and her face got hot. Jenny had never gotten coal in her stocking before. How dare they give me coal, she cried on the inside. How mean. And then her mind flashed to the temper tantrum she threw the day before when her parents told her that they would have to be gone on Christmas morning. A tear splashed onto her cheek as she remembered how nasty she had been to them. She knew they hadn't wanted to go off and leave her, but her great aunt needed them. Maybe my parents left this for me because it's what I deserve, she thought. And only then did Jenny's eyes dart to Betsy's hands. She had coal, too. Amazed, Jenny looked around and realized everyone had gotten coal. Even Grandpa Gill. Jenny knew she deserved it. But Grandpa? Why did he get coal? He was wonderful. Everybody loved Grandpa. Jenny noticed that Grandpa's head was bowed, as if he was ashamed. Then she saw that everyone had their heads down and their eyes closed. Jenny realized they must be praying, but praying about what? The coal? Then Grandpa spoke. Have mercy on us, O God. According to your unfailing love, 
according to your great compassion, blot out our transgressions. Wash away all our iniquity and cleanse us from our sin. For we know our transgressions and our sin is always before us. Against you, you only have we sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So that you are provoked rightly when you speak and justified when you judge. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. And after a brief silence, the McLeans responded in unison, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. For all your mercies, and especially for the birth, death, and resurrection of your Son, We thank you, O God. And then they all opened their eyes and cheered Merry Christmas. Jenny listened spellbound. She wished she knew the words. They were beautiful. The little ones broke the silence and dashed into the living room where a star-topped Christmas tree stood over a mound of brightly wrapped presents. Betsy put her arm around Jenny and steered her over to a pile of presents. Here, Jenny, your parents left these for you. And Jenny should have been ecstatic as she opened them. They contained everything that she had asked for, even the antique doll with the porcelain face that her mother said was far too expensive. But tears welled up in her eyes. All she could think about was the coal and how selfish and mean she had been to her parents. Grandpa Gill was sitting on the couch enjoying the flurry of activity, as grandpas are known to do, and Jenny carried her doll over to show him. It's beautiful, Jenny, but what's wrong? You look so sad. I just don't understand, Grandpa Gill. What don't you understand, Jenny? The coal. Jenny nodded. Well, I wondered if maybe I should tell you about our family tradition, but I decided that you are a smart girl who would try to understand. I don't feel very smart, Jenny replied. I feel awful. You know, it would have been fair if my parents had left me just that, a lump of coal, instead of all nice presents. But they didn't. Of course they didn't, Grandpa reassured her. They love you. Besides, that's what Christmas is all about. We don't get what we deserve. We get grace, a gift of love. But what about you, Grandpa? Why did you get cold too? You don't deserve it. You're so kind to everyone, and you never do anything wrong. I'm just going to let that one sit there for a little while. (laughs) Come on now, Jenny, Grandpa laughed. You make me sound as if I'm in heaven already. Please let me live a little longer. Of course I got coal, and I deserve it every bit as much as you. The reason we have those stockings is to remind us of what we all really deserve. Coal, not nice presents. But why do you get presents then, Jenny asked. Well, if you remember, we don't get the presents and the coal at the same time. We don't say, sure, I deserve coal, but I think I'll go get my presents now. We get the coal, and then we pray. And we admit to God that we know we should get coal. And we tell him some of the things we have done to deserve it. 
And after we confess our sins, we ask him to forgive us and to help us not to sin anymore. We thank him for sending Jesus into the world on Christmas Day. We thank him for loving us so much that he came to earth in order to die for us so that we wouldn't get what we deserve. Jenny thought for a few minutes and then said, I know that I deserve the call from my parents today, but I never thought about what I deserve from God. Grandpa, would you write that prayer down for me that you all said? I'd like to remember it. Grandpa smiled. You have a Bible, Jenny? Sure. You mean that was from the Bible? It sounded like you were just talking to God. Well, we were just talking to God, Jenny, but someone said it to God first, and God made sure it got written down so that other people could say it too. Just then, Betsy came running over. Go ahead, Jenny, Grandpa said. Later, I'll show you where that prayer is. And Betsy admired Jenny's new doll and showed Jenny her new sled. They decided to go sledding that afternoon. Then Jenny remembered, oh, I, can't, I can't go this afternoon. We're having Christmas at my house when my parents get back. And she thought for a moment and then asked, Betsy, do you think I could take my piece of coal home with me? Sure, Betsy said, I guess, if you want. But why? Well, what I thought was the worst Christmas present I had ever gotten has made this a great Christmas. And I want to tell my parents about it because that is the spirit of Christmas presents. Merry Christmas and amen. Amen. Let's stand. We're going to sing Angels We Have Heard On. I should take a picture of all these candles lit. Receive the Lord's blessing as the angel spoke to Mary and Joseph in Matthew chapter 1. He said, she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Merry Christmas. <laughs>